Welcome everyone to the 21st episode of the Chell Stars podcast. We have a good show for you today. Uh, you are joined by four of our five. Unfortunately, we are missing Mikey again, but not to worry. We have a good show up ahead. Uh, we're going to be taking a look at midway through the NHL season here and some mid-season award predictions. We'll take a little look around NHL, the World Juniors, the CHL, just a quick little news recap, and of course, our trivia, our weekly trivia with Kyle. So without further ado, Max, get us started with some news. Perfect. Thank you, Corey. Uh, so as you know, uh, last episode, we left off right before uh, the bronze and gold medal games. Um Obviously, as you may have seen, US won the crazy barn burner of a game that I think had like nine goals in the second period. That was quite the game to watch. Uh, and Canada ended up winning gold in overtime. It was a very close one. I didn't get to see it. I was pretty annoyed by that, but I know Aaron did get to see it. Yeah, it was definitely not the ending that maybe most of us were predicting, but you got to give credit. Both teams played pretty strong right till the end. Yeah, Czechia did give quite the fight there, um, and they had quite the tournament too, beating Canada in their first game, so that was a bit of a re- revenge there. Uh, Kyle, did you have any takes on that at all? That was a great game, the gold medal game, even the even the silver medal game I was watching as well, that was, that was a wild game. Sil- um, silver medal game? <laughs> silver and bronze. <laughs> uh, re- restart the yeah. podcast. <laughs> restart. <laughs> nope <laughs> the the silver medal game was silver why do you keep saying this you need to oh my god the St. Louis Blue Jackets yeah yeah the St. Louis Blue Jackets the bronze medal game was awesome as well so I think it was probably my favorite world junior tournament that I've seen in a while yeah it was a good one and now and like last time we have to wait a whole full year until the next one rather than the summertime <laughs> Uh, moving on, this is not much we can talk about here, but I thought we'd bring it up. Um, over the last few days, we've seen some crazy trades in the CHL. Uh, all pretty much all the you know rights to the players that are coming back from the World Juniors, including uh, recently you know loaned out Shane Wright, uh, Owen Zellweger, and Dylan Gunt. Oh, actually, I want to get into that, but uh, we see some monster trades involving like seven or more picks other players these are crazy um the one i really wanted to point out was the dylan gunther one because he is still on arizona's roster and they traded for him hoping that they will have him it's not even a guarantee I was is actually that, wondering about that. Yeah, is so, that the one where they're all like conditional yeah. on if he even goes back? So it could just be like nothing. So there's in total oh. seven picks that they traded. Seven of them. Uh, six of them are conditionals, and that whole conditional is based on the fact that they actually do get <laughs> to use them. <laughs> so one might just be a freebie. So it might be a freebie, and I think I don't know what pick it is. That's the freebie. Fifth, fourth, huh. who knows. Just but bizarre. That one was the one that really was funny to me. Because I don't know it, if Arizona would, you know, who knows? They haven't done it yet. What are the rules of, uh, like, can they send him back? Like, say Arizona is not going to make the playoffs, right? 
the NHL? Can they not send him back to Junior? Or no? Yeah. Yeah, they can send him back at any point. Okay. Um, just once they do, they can't recall him, which oh, okay. um, they're super worried about. <laughs> Unless it's an emergency basis, if they have a ton of injuries, then I think they can get special permission to recall him, but they can't just willy-nilly. Okay. But yeah, some very interesting trades happening over there. Yeah, there, there is like I don't follow the CHL uh, too much, but it's funny. It looks like uh, DM mode, you know, NHL video <laughs> game kind of kind of trades. Like it's just crazy the amount of <laughs> you're piling in like all your fourth round picks to upgrade. <laughs> yeah, honestly, the trade value. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it's pretty crazy, but. You know, like we were kind of talking about it, the the uh, turnover is so high because you only get like a max four years with these players, so might as well. Might as well send it when you have a chance, right? You might not have another one in for four years. Yeah, for sure, for sure. You might as well sell your entire chest for it. <laughs> yep. And uh, yeah, that's about it for all the crazy news throughout the NHL. Uh, we'd like to also talk about, of course, the Canucks, as a bunch of us here are Canuck fans, and we'll talk. Do we about really want to talk about them, though. Okay, well, it's <laughs> a good point. Uh, it's going to be more or less the same points that we're hearing all year, and that won't change until at least the tread deadline passes. But even then, it won't. Um. One thing we can talk about on a positive note is the Canucks beat the Avalanche oh. <laughs> four to two. I forgot about that. Which were was nowhere near what all of us predicted. I think we were all way higher scoring. I thought I said four two for the Avalanche. Did wrong? you? Oh, well, for the wrong team. For the wrong team, but I, but that'd be the closest. I guess. Yeah. Oh no! I forget. <laughs> I don't know. Did we have it written down somewhere? It's is it on our Instagram? I think it was our Instagram podcast. <laughs> That's past. Yeah, no, no can. Yeah, yeah. I think all of us were hella wrong. I remember. I think I said six five. So <laughs> that was a frustrating game for for for. I mean, obviously the Avalanche aren't doing too hot lately, but. That was a frustrating game where Canucks didn't they score like three goals back to back to back? I didn't get to watch it personally, unfortunately. Okay. But by looking at yeah, this, that was the one where they scored three goals in uh, just under three minutes in the second. Yeah, Kuzmenko exactly. getting two of them. Oh yeah, that, he's sick. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was frustrating to watch Colorado just lost it I mean speaking of scoring three goals in a short amount of time and also speaking of frustrating how about the, <laughs> how about that uh, Canucks and Pittsburgh game God. <laughs> what were they were up three nothing in the first by the end of the first it was three three and then they lost what five to three it's funny too. I was watching five four, and uh, they got oh five later. oh oh wow! Whoop de do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, was watching it, and it was kind of like 
the person I was watching it with, they were like, imagine if, imagine, like, this is it. They're going to blow it, you know, three nothing. And this is when it starts. And it's like the first goal. It's like, yep, it's happening. Here it goes. And it's like the second and then the third. It's just, it's just, it's crazy. Unfortunately, I did have the same mindset. And from watching the game, Aaron, I know we were watching together. The first three, Canucks were lucky it was even 3 0. Like, oh, yeah, even getting, when they were winning, yeah. I still didn't actually think they were ever going to win. No, they were getting pushed in uh, for the first five minutes before they got the first goal. And then a bit of a flukier second goal, I believe, from Quinn Hughes off the post, off the goalie. But I had, you know, unfortunately, full faith that the Penguins <laughs> would come back, and they did. A little too quick, though, before the first yeah. ended. Honestly. I think I saw a stat yeah. that they were the first team ever to blow a three-goal lead while it was still the first period. Jeez. So that's it was also great. It was also a record-setting night where, what was it? It was the most, oh. I sent you this post, the most multi-goal-blown leads through a certain amount of games in all the NHL. I think it was Canucks through are now this year. 40 games. Like 40 games. So the Canucks are in the history books for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm surprised about is how um, little fault Boudreau is taking. Like, he's taking his fair share, but typically you'd see coaches just getting ripped for these kinds of years. But I feel like a lot of mindset with Canucks fans is kind of like, not really on him for some reason. That's true because every time they have like even a minor sort of good moment, everyone starts cheering for him instantly again. Yeah. So is is that why they're keeping him around? Because I think so. Honestly, it's sort of like a positive distraction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's it's odd, but like you know, I think to myself, like, and do I think he's the root of the problem? No. But how can it? How how is it not a coaching issue when you blow all these leads? Like, or at least that's got to be the main factor. You know, you got to play when if you're up three nothing, you you play the team needs to play differently, a, a different style than when you you know the game is tied. Like, how does that not come down to coaching? If you think back to before Travis Green got fired, they had a rough start, but not nearly as rough as this whole year has been. And it was, everyone was like, fire green, fire green. So, you know, it's just interesting to me. I almost feel like also more people are starting to realize that clearly it's not the coach. So they're also kind of on the same page as us where they see the blame with other people now for a while. We just blame the coach and fire the coach every time. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point too. Yeah. Yeah. And he's he's very likable as well. Yeah, I don't think he'll be back next year because his contract is up at the end of the season. But I think he will be with them, unless things go really sour. But I think that he'll be with them for the rest of the season. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to make a change now. No. No. No, it's just possibly fire sale at the deadline. And that's about it. But I think most of it will be in the offseason. Hmm. Yeah, that'll they'll definitely be the route to go. I don't see any benefit in 
and getting rid of him at this point in the season. Realistically, I don't think the Canucks are in a position to make the playoffs. Um, so there wouldn't be any benefit to it unless you have a really good coaching candidate that you can bring in. But there's not really anybody that's of that caliber. I don't think we're in the position to make playoffs at all. Any point. No, I know, yeah. <laughs> we're 10 points back of the wild, second wild card, you know. And you think of the teams in front of us still, Avalanche, Nashville, St. Louis, those are all teams that are better. So, you know, that's not going to happen. And to think you predicted they would come second in the division, Matt. Hey, you're skipping ahead. We'll get to that, but, you know. I wasn't actually going to touch on the Canucks at all, because I was going to bring up. (laughs) You were? I would have, yeah. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, that was ambitious, you guys. Well, that was hopeful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you guys got nothing else to mention, that's a good segue into our next uh, thing to talk about. Yeah. Did you want to mention anything about the Avs? Not really. They're no. just tired <laughs> and overworked. Um, Miko Rantanen is carrying the entire load of the of the Avalanche, and so is Georgia, but he's gotten to the point where he's basically useless which sucks because he has been so good all season he's won well he's made 12 straight starts he's won one of his last seven starts so he's just fallen off of a cliff unfortunately but that is where it sits we're still super injured yeah there's there's just not it's not looking good. Has, I think we'll still make the playoffs, but... Yeah. Oh, I definitely think so. But uh, has Makar not carried enough load? I see his average ice time is 27 and a half minutes. Oh my god. That's, that's, <laughs> and it's it's the point of idiotic. Him and Taves are playing Unreal as well. All credit to to them. I mean, I, I think Rantanen should get a bit more credit. He's scored almost 25% of Colorado's goals this year. Wow. Um... He also, but, for a forward, has 23 minutes a night on average, which, which, which is, is a lot. Not, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, Makar is playing. I mean, not it, it, it sucks because like he's playing a ton of minutes, but he's just not effective because he's playing so many minutes. Like, mm. like, like, like he's still scoring, but like you can tell that he's just like tired, especially near the end of the game. Last ten minutes of the game, when Colorado's down a goal or two, like he's trying to work the puck up the ice, and he's just he's missing a step because he's already twenty something minutes deep in the game, and there's still ten minutes left. Like it's it's so tough. Um, yeah, we're definitely hating our current little run we're on because it's a lot of good teams. Or, or like some average teams that are playing out of their minds. So the next couple of games will be a bit easier. But <laughs> the Canucks yeah. for one of those and, games. And... <laughs> Ooh, okay, <laughs> yeah, that was that was nuts. We should have won that game. That was frustrating. But um, but like even like like who's like the second pairing right now? Like Eric Johnson and Sam Gerrard. Sam Gerrard's having an awful season. Like. He's easily Colorado's worst defender. And he's not contributing much in offense either. Bowen Byram's injured. Josh Manson's injured. Those are guys that could step up and play some more minutes and really turn turn the tide for that defense. But like until we get 
Byron back and Manson back, like McCarr's going to be playing a ton of minutes and he's going to be ineffective because he's so tired because he's playing a ton of minutes. Same with Taves. Like I can't wait to for Colorado to win a couple games in a row handedly and McCarr play like 17 minutes a night for a couple nights. Like that would just be the best. Same with Georgiev. I want him to sit on a bench for like two weeks straight and rest. Put Franco's back in there now that he's healthy. Like they need, yeah. The depth just isn't cutting it right now, and that's kind of the issue. When it and that's bubbling up to Ranton and Makar, Taves, Georgiev. So, do you? That's my rant. I don't know what the current cap situation is like, and with all the injuries coming back, obviously that adds a lot of money. But what do you yeah. see them doing at the trade deadline? I want to say trying to get like a second line center like Rodriguez is doing just fine. Mm-hmm. But if we can get somebody like Dylan Lark, like Dylan Lark going to be like my prize. Like I would be so happy to get Dylan Lark and he'll probably resign in Detroit because they'd be fools not to <laughs> sign him to a huge deal. But Dylan Larkin's like, he's decent offensively, great defensively. That's what we need. Like, we're missing that, like, kind of defense from our forwards. They're all just trying to push the puck up the ice and score. And it's not, it's not really helping out the, the rest of the team. So, I mean, it is, of course, like, that's how you win games, but it's just like, it's tough all the, all the defensive breakdowns in the, in the, in our own zone. So, um, or obviously uh, Bo Horvat's name has been all over the place. I'd love to see him in a, in a Avs Jersey, but I'm thinking a second line center of some sort. It'll be interesting to see what shakes out in, in the coming months. I wouldn't want to see O'Reilly. I think he's not, he just doesn't have the speed to keep up with the team. Yeah. But he says, but he says he doesn't have a lot to talk. And then, <laughs> and then, like ten minutes later. All right, yeah, I, I, that was pent up anger. Not gonna lie, <laughs> pent up disappointment. Shall I say? All good. It's it's been a month, but <laughs> that's just fine. We'll still make the playoffs. That's all that matters. Oh, and Landis Gog's nowhere close to being back. Nachushkin's injured again. I haven't been like. Th- two or three of my fantasy leagues and that's been great not it's like this is a bad one too the ankle well i think it still stems from when he broke his foot last year in the playoffs yeah and then he had it surgically repaired and then they fixed it and then something happened i guess in the first couple games back because now he's going to be out again i can see him being out probably another month honestly which sucks of course, I don't know for sure, but that's just my guess based on how the Avalanche handle their injuries and stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we need more depth up front, basically, and hoping that we can trade Gerard to do that. Mm-hmm. Not that his trade value is super high. I'm just hoping that there's some GM that thinks he's good. All right. Yeah. Anyways, Thank let's you. move on. 
So next thing that we're going to kind of dive into a little bit is our half season review, just based off of our like group cumulative standings that we had, um, that we had prepped. Um, I just prepared a couple questions for you guys to get your brains perspective on, on how the season's going. Um, it's focusing a lot on the Western conference teams. Cause obviously that's what affects us the most and what we see the most. And the reason being as well as our Metro rankings are like spot on. <laughs> like we had Carolina, New York Rangers, devils, penguins and Washington. And we're like basically oh, yeah. spot on. And then our Atlantic rankings are so awful <laughs> that like, it would take like an hour to dissect what we were thinking um, and where we went wrong because we had Tampa, Toronto, Florida, and then down in sixth place, we had Boston. So we're obviously Yikes. terribly wrong. And we've talked about Boston a ton. I don't know if you guys have too much to add about Boston again. They're just a really uh, goddamn good team. And I do not see them doing that well, especially with all the injuries at the start of the year. That was a big talking point. Didn't seem yeah. to affect them. Yeah, I'm just I'm just surprised at how well they've done. But clearly, the team uh, just plays um, a good team game and structure, and they know how to win at this point. So good on them. And they've picked up a goalie that's been playing great. It's just kind of everything's coming together. So got to hand it to the organization. Now, do you think they're cup contenders, even though they're getting older every year, maybe a bit more banged up? With their record, they are, of course, cup contenders. And the experience uh, that they bring. Oh, definitely. Yes, for sure they're contenders. Yeah, they're, they'll be, they're in the conversation just that because of how dominant they've been. Keep in mind, this, we are still only halfway through, so oh, there are sure. still lots of things that can change. Yeah, um, yeah like Olmark's playing out of his mind, but that could change. Yeah, I mean, they have... You know, they still have a lot of, you know, like Pasternak is, is in his prime. And they also have guys like Taylor Hall and McAvoy on defense. So they're not, uh, they're not too, um, they're not full of geezers, you know, they're, <laughs> you know, they're, they're deserving. So yeah, for sure they'll be yeah. contenders to play us. Perfect. Um... And, and sorry, if, and, and, you know, if they hit Toronto in the first round, then. Oh, easy win. Oh, <laughs> yeah. can't wait. <laughs> that would be awesome i'd love that um i think that's okay. toronto's main goal is to finish if boston stays first then that div i think toronto's main goal is to finish, finish second, second so they don't first. have to face them but then they'll just have to pay, face tampa who's well, made like, how many straight stanley cup <laughs> well it's either that or boston <laughs> lose blues oh yeah they're gonna oh, be no. <laughs> Can I just touch, touch on the the Atlantic? A little surprising. The the Panthers are. I think they're currently out of the playoffs, aren't they? They are. Yeah, yeah, yeah they are. I kind of touched on it last week. So I don't know if you guys wanted to add, but but yeah, if you have anything else about the Panthers being so low, although they're still a great team. Yeah, no, nothing really. You did touch on it last week. Just um, just surprising. So I guess look to them um, to make a push. It's it's. Yeah, no, that's all. Well, and, and it's not like they're they're a young team either. Like, like I wouldn't consider them like a playoff veteran team, but like a regular season veteran team. Hell yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, I would think they're this is their competitive window right now. Yeah, yeah. Do well, they they regret, definitely think so as well. <laughs> do they regret that Huberto trade from last off season? Does that even affect where they are right now? I don't. I don't know if they regret it because Kachuk's playing well and they've got Kachuk locked up, so they actually got younger. They got younger, um, and and Montour's playing unreal instead in, in Uyghur's place. So yeah. Yeah, and actually thinking about it, they have Spencer Knight will be the future goalie. Ekblad is not old, um, <laughs> as long as he's healthy. So Grovsky's going to be around for a very long time. Yeah, that yeah, contract yeah. is not going away anytime soon. Dabrowski, um yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. I feel like everybody knew that when they signed him, so I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anything else to add? Nope. Cool. We're going to move back into the Western Conference and kind of touch on a couple of our predictions there. Um, first off, this one's for anyone who wants to answer. Where did we go wrong with the Stars and Jets? Why didn't we see them being at the top of their division? Yeah, can I go? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, first, first of all, well, I had Dallas and the Jets a little bit higher than most people, but the, <laughs> the, the, humble the, brag. Okay. Stars are sick. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not I, personally. I'm not too surprised. They have young start. We all saw um, Ottinger in the playoffs last year. Robertson had a good year last year. Uh, Heiskanen is a good young D, and they still have like. Okay, Sagan had a bad year. He's still Tyler Sagan. Pavelski Sagan's been a bad a five player. years. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Jamie Ben still Jamie Ben. Like, it's not that crazy. And they got the young stars coming up. So, um, and I like their organization. I mean, I guess bringing in a new coach, you never really know what to expect. But they looked good and, in the playoffs. And and losing their one of their top offensive defensemen, John Klingberg, as well. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there were question marks. Sure. I just think I just like their their young guys are are freaking sick. And then I'll just touch on the Jets. Okay, Jets had a bad year, but think about their roster too. Like um, Wheelers is is getting older, but he's still a good player. But then they have Shifley, Ehlers, uh, Dubois is a young player. He had a good year. Um, who up front am I missing? They have another Connor. Yeah, definitely. Thank Connor. you, Kyle Connor, <laughs> real player. And then you know Josh Morrissey having a breakout year. Hellebuck is one of the best goalies in the league. Yeah, they had a bad year last year. I'm not too surprised that he's having a great year. So I think for both these teams, especially the Jets, like the potential was there. Uh, they just had to tap tap it. Um, so that's that's where we're seeing the upside. You know, sometimes we talk about the Canucks and the, their like their ceiling and like how good they could be. These are like how good these these teams can be. You know what I mean? Like the potential is there for sure. So that's what that's what I have to say. I'll hand it off. Aaron Mack, you guys got got anything to add there? Uh, Honestly, nothing much really different. I think, Corey, you kind of nailed it with how they've just, all the potential is just coming together all at once. I've, and it definitely was a big thing to have Hellebuck have a big comeback here this year after kind of a rougher, rougher actually, season last year. That's actually exactly what I was going to say is Winnipeg lives and dies by Connor Hellebuck. Yeah. And it's been so evident the last nearly deck or not not decade but like the better part of of like five six years 
Yeah, I, I agree. Since I had him last year in fantasy, <laughs> and he was such a big disappointment. So I'm pissed that he's doing this good now. <laughs> That's how uh, I feel about Markstrom right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, just adding on to that, I, I think I just ranked both those teams super low just because of all the question marks lead going into the season. You think of Winnipeg before the season, there was all that talk really all summer about like Shifley getting traded and that almost potentially started a bit of like a retooling there. So I just thought if they started poorly, it'd be a bit of a sell there. Um, and I didn't expect Josh Morrissey to do what he's doing, mm-hmm. but we'll get into that. And, and, and keep in mind that like, if we're going back to Dallas, like, Tyler Sagan and Jamie Ben take up uh, 23% of their salary cap yeah. for their production. So that's also another factor that I think was weighing too heavy on my mind. I think I forgot a little bit about how dominant Robertson and Hints were. Well, I didn't forget, but I like mm, hint, kind yeah. of down d- downplayed how, how good Robertson and Hints were, especially together last year and over over thought that that the lack of cap space because of Ben and Sagan was going to hurt them um, in not being able to surround their talent with more talent. I think you're also forgetting to mention the other line mate for those two, and that's Pavelski. And he just oh, yeah. never he, he seems won't to be stop. regressing. He's yeah. 38? <laughs> like, how old is yeah. he? And he's still, like, insane. Yeah. Just an insanely smart player. Like his never his game was never built on speed. So he, even as he gets older, like it doesn't affect him as much as mm. like the speedier players are get regression goes. But yeah, he just he just won't stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, moving on from there, if you guys don't have anything else to add, um. Who was more of a Stanley Cup competitor, the Stars or the Knights? Because we had both of them a lot lower than they than we probably should have. Going into the season, oh man! At at this point in time, who who do you think oh. would go further in the playoffs? Uh, I think personally, I think the Knights because one, they have a bit more playoff experience, and two, I think the Pacific is a little more winnable than the central yeah 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 that's a good point yeah i would agree just a very slight very slightly easier push in maybe the first round or so Mm -hmm. i yeah i i I would definitely agree with that for that specific reason is is the pacific will be a little bit easier um my final question for you guys, um, I'm going to direct this one at Aaron first. So, sorry oh. to put you on the spot. Oh, okay. um, is Edmonton really a wild card team? Like they're acting, or are they underperforming? Oh, I think they're underperforming for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think it's not even that they're underperforming. The other teams in the Pacific just are performing more than personally. I definitely expected. Like if you look on paper, Edmonton looks way stronger than Seattle, even Calgary, LA. That was a surprising one. So I don't know. Maybe they're underperforming a little bit, mm-hmm. but they definitely have a lot more potential. But I think right now there's just so many other teams that are making stronger pushes than we expected. 
Hell yeah. I do think they will not finish in a wild card spot though. They will they will be one of the top couple in the division for sure. I I find it hard to imagine Edmonton is underperforming yet McDavid has <laughs> what 70 plus points halfway through the year. The year he's scoring a highlight goals almost every night and they're barely in the playoffs. Like I'm not disagreeing with that fact. It's just a wild thought to think yeah. like how lopsided that team really is, how poor their goaltending and defense and depth must be. So like how, like how much how much better can they get? Like McDavid is leading the league and Drysdale is right there too. Are they like it's not you can't you know what I'm saying? Their start it's not like well, the stars are underperforming. And, I feel and, like you and, touched on the goalies though <laughs> there, right? And I do think that's kind of one of the key spots that is really underperforming is the goaltenders right now. Oh yeah. So that that would be a big change that would kind of turn the tide for them for sure. Oh yeah. Okay. If you think that if, if you think I mean Stuart Skinner's been pretty all right, but if they if they had who's even an average goalie this year? Like if they had if they had Ottinger in net or if they had <laughs> that's an average goalie. <laughs> Well, no, I, I, I'm just okay. How about okay? You name an average goalie, Max. Oh man, I don't I like. You need to go with like a Sorrow. Spencer Knight. Soros is not an average goalie. Don't you dare say that on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wasn't this a question? Who is the most mediocre goalie ever? And didn't we agree oh. it was like Bennington or something? Yeah. yeah. Bennington or or, or who's, who's who's a Columbus guy that I thought it was? Elvis. Elvis Merzlikens, yeah. If Elvis Merzlikens was on the team, ah, that probably wouldn't be any better than <laughs> not this season. So they need what we're saying is they don't they don't even need an average goalie. They need an elite goalie to fix their team. Mm. Even though McDavid is absolutely tearing the league, they still need an elite goaltender. Like I don't understand this team to be honest. And it, it's like players are scoring. It's just, I, yeah. Yeah, Nugent Hopkins is on pace for like eighty to a hundred points. Nugent Hopkins, he's never hit those numbers before. <laughs> you know, you know, it's it's it's. I know scoring is up again, kind of similar to the Canucks. Our players are having great years, like career years, but the team's record is so bad. Just like. I guess yeah, just defense and goaltending. Like defense, goaltending. Yeah. So Edmonton, yeah. uh, f- for rankings is first or sorry, uh, fifth for goals per game at three point five. They're first mm-hmm. on the power play, thirty one percent. And then you look at their defense. Their goals against is three point three eight, which is tied for twenty first, yeah. almost okay. in line okay. with their goals for almost. And their yeah. penalty kill is twenty seventh in the league. Yeah. yeah, there you go. So it's been the polar opposite. It's been goalies. You know, how many years has McDavid been in the league? It's been over half a decade, and they haven't really addressed any of their problems at all. Well, that's the thing really. is they keep on adding more forward depth instead of <laughs> yeah. adding, people, adding people in their okay, their top defensive pairing, according to uh, <laughs> oh, no. Daily Faceoff, is Darnell Nurse and Cody Cece. Cool. Ugh. 
and then yeah. Brett Kulak, Tyson Berry, which is mm-hmm. underwhelmingly like like they're not a good defensive like Barry especially not good defensively. And then Philip Broberg and Evan Bouchard who's having a very rough season um is their third pairing. So the the, the only leeway or the only problem I would see is how now how do you acquire okay, you want a top four, realistically a top two D. Like realistically you're not gonna acquire anyone better than Darnell Nurse unless you give up an arm and a leg. Well you're trading dry sidle if you're getting that. Exactly. So, you know, it's actually the solutions is not as easy as it seems. You you it's have to draft. Cause is so broke. But, you know, so okay, they give Dar- Darnell, Darnell Nurse a, a huge contract extension, but you know, what's the alternative? You kind of have to. Sign and tra- trade and sign. I don't know. You know, but. Too late, but it's it's now. Am I am I condoning trading Taylor Hall for Adam Larson? No, (laughs) (laughs) and and giving Larson away for nothing. (laughs) Exactly. You know, it is it is. You do have to build a team. Basically, you have to build all your positions. All about like ninety percent of the time, you build all your positions through the draft, and they all kind of have to hit their prime at the same time. But which of these players have they actually drafted on their on their defense? Darnell Nurse, but that was close to ten years ago. Evan Bouchard. Oh, that, that's what, sorry. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. it's it's difficult to acquire. You essentially have to draft um, a, uh, a you know a Vasilevsky, a Headman, a Stamkos, Kucherov, and have them all along with great team management around it kind of have that core all hit their prime Edmonton has unreal forwards and then and yeah. like Mike Smith and Duggan Keith were playing for them last year like that's <laughs> crazy to me because like that was the that was like their best options apparently it's insane it's because their experience and that's what win games is experience <sighs> <laughs> yeah, and face-offs face-offs also win games oh well yeah, of course it's funny you say that it was sarcastic Maxwell I know <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get that debate eventually Dude, <laughs> think of all think of all the face-offs Corvette would win for Colorado <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah he's a lot better than McKinnon yeah. There's, new, there's a new number one in town. <laughs> <laughs> Give him the captaincy. Make it in your sniffed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, any other teams? Sorry? Isn't it Landis Cog? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it is. Well, nice. McKinnon snipped off the team because he sucks at face offs, but oh, okay, yes. give him the captaincy right. too because face offs. <laughs> Any other teams you guys wanted to chat about? I mean, we could probably chat about teams forever, but I think that's a good. I think that's good for for today. Yeah, sweet. sweet. We've already yeah. mentioned how me and Corey have Vancouver second in our predictions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't even really want to. We don't want to go into that. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, that'll take us into our Trivia Tuesday, if uh, if you're okay with that. Trivia Tuesday? I'm trivia Tuesday, okay. oh, trivia yeah, Tuesday on a Wednesday? <laughs> trivia, trivia Tuesday. Re- reviewing our Trivia Past Trivia Tuesday. There you go. That's what I meant. Yeah, that's <laughs> definitely what you meant. <laughs> <laughs> Who made that trivia? That was an awesome one. That was me. Thank you. Aaron. Shout out, Aaron. The answer was, of course, Timu Solane. Of course, everyone's favorite mm. kindergarten teacher. I, I didn't know the first couple facts. I mean, I guess it made well, sense. I had no with, clue. With yeah, Finnish. I had no idea. It took me until easy to get it. Really? Damn. Yeah, yeah. Same I was. Me. I was up to, for Kyle. I was trying to think of someone that made the NHL later, and like I may have had. Uh, I don't know. I was thinking. My guess was actually Tim Thomas because I feel like. He could he could have been both in the military and a kindergarten teacher. <laughs> and that's what threw me off, like how many things he did before going in the NHL, and he was still in the NHL for that long. See, I kind yeah. of I kind of just glossed over those facts because I knew it was like they weren't gonna help me answer it, so I just like forgot about it extremely hard, and then I went to hard, and then it was like ten All Star games. Eh, don't know about that. Then I got to moderate, and it was like five Olympics. Okay interesting five olympics means that the guy was old when he finished <laughs> playing for the olympics so like he started at 20 and ended at 40 and i was like which players would have done that like scott niedemeyer didn't score a lot of points and i was like timu solane he scored a lot of points he was awesome and then uh that was my guess and then as soon as i got to easy i was also like yeah i know that for sure so <laughs> but excellent hint that one was awesome thank you very yeah. much for that aaron nice. my my second guess was Gordy Howe. I, was, I, thought I think Gordy Howe for the military and the, and the <laughs> I, I think I thought teacher. that too. I don't know. It's like back in the day, the, you know, multi professions. <laughs> I thought. I don't, think, I don't know if Gordy Howe even finished school. I feel like he'd quit to go to hockey to go play hockey at like seventeen years old in the NHL. I read well, his book, but I forget. Okay. Oh well. All right. Don't worry, Court. You'll get be able to get redemption on on, this, <laughs> on my trivia. I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. So I got two made up. The theme. I told you guys there's a theme. Oh, no. The theme is former Canucks players. Uh-oh. I like it. Okay. Very good. Very nice. Corey's gonna clean up. Yeah. No. 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 <laughs> we'll find out. First player. First hint. This player was drafted in the first round in 2003 draft by the Sabres. Nothing so far. Dead silence. Okay, okay. That's the foundation. We're gonna, what? Hmm. Uh, ooh. I mean, I have I have a couple ideas. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah. That's the foundation. We'll build off there. All right. All right. right. Hint number two. This player signed a seven-year, $50 million offer sheet with Edmonton. Yeah, I got it. 2007 (laughs) offseason. Yeah, I think I got it. Yeah. Max has it too? I think I got it, yeah. Aaron? God, no. (laughs) We need to do more team ones. Aaron's good at the team ones. I just have no space in my brain for anything. I have way too much space in my brain for this stuff. (laughs) Okay. 
Hint number three for all you listeners at home and Aaron, of course. <laughs> this player joined the Canucks in the 2017 offseason, signing a one-year deal before getting traded to Columbus at the trade deadline. And fourth hint, if nobody's got anything to add. This player is the top scoring the top scoring Austrian player in NHL history by a mile. Second on that list is another former Canuck, Michael Grabner. Mm-hmm. Um who you guys got? Yeah. Uh Thomas Vanek. Yeah. Yep. Thomas, Thomas yeah. Vanek. That's I I was I was thinking it when you said O three Sabres. And then, uh, yeah, next clue was 100%. And, and Max, would you say Corey got that by a uh, by hair? Probably, yeah. I didn't really know based off the draft, but I remember that offer sheet since it was a biggie. Yeah. I didn't remember that offer sheet, actually. I I, I, I didn't, yeah, I, there's something about that, that that just slipped my mind. Okay. Yeah. Ready for Numero Dose? Yep. Is this the Obviously, hard this, one? <laughs> this is the pack question, so <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't call it harder. I would call it a bit earlier in okay. the timeline of things. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Hit number one. Vancouver was the first of two Canadian teams this player played for. He spent the majority of his prime with, with the Leafs. That's okay. It, it, yeah, yeah, that was that was that was a foundation. I mean, I have a funny yeah. answer, but <laughs> you, you have a funny answer. Yeah, it's definitely not it because it wouldn't be this guy. Okay, um, hit number two. This player captained the Islanders in his third season, and also cap- captained the Panthers from 2008 to 2011. Every other team he played for, he also wore an A on. So, jeez, big leadership guy. Interesting. <laughs> So, captain the Islanders in his third season. Also, captain the Panthers from 2008 to 2011. Oh, no. What are you screaming about? Oh, no, no. Uh, oh, oh. And Warren A for every other season you've played. Oh, oh, okay. You got a little something what? for you? I got something, but I'm also. The, uh. The Islanders is kind of tells me that I'm also wrong, so I don't know. Continue. Okay. So hint number three. In the Trevor Linden trade to the Islanders, he was packaged with Todd Bertuzzi to Vancouver. He was oh, a trade. He was traded away from Vancouver in 1999 to facilitate the Sedins being drafted. Oh, I know this, but I just can't... Oh, like, I, no. I, I can picture it, too. Yeah. No names. Hit number four. This defenseman was a star on the Leafs blue line from 2000 to 2008, alongside players like Thomas oh, Caverlet, Brian Leach, Pavel Kabina, and I Ian White. Yeah, yeah, I got it. Max? Oh, the name is slipping my tongue. <laughs> oh, I'm going to be annoyed. <laughs> Corey? Oh, man. Yeah, you want me to say it? 
Yeah. Yeah, this one would be Brian McCabe. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was a good one. Yeah. He was, he was involved in a couple of decent trades. It was pretty, pretty interesting to see. Yeah, he was and, one of those. What's that? And he wore an A, like, after after his after he got captaincy in his third season, he wore an A every season after that. Like, like he was always a captain on his team or an, an alternate captain. Interesting. Interesting. I remember, like, he had a few rough, maybe not rough, but, like, I don't know, I think it was tough being a defenseman on the Leafs. Oh, I think like for sure. Like he, he played a lot of like he played a lot of minutes there, and they were not a very good team. Yeah, so he was always like a, probably like a big big minus. Well, was, well, so so I think the last time they made it out of the playoffs, he was on that team or made it out of the first round of the playoffs. He was on that team, and then since then, uh, I think that was like the early two thousands. Since then, they just he he just kind of got mm, shit kicked by the media, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that was good. I was, you know, I was, for a bit there, I was thinking Willie Mitchell, because I know he played for Florida, and I don't know if he was captain at, for some, at some point. He was. I think he was. I kind of oh, thought I, that too, actually. But Mitchell played for the, the Wild, not the Islanders, so I knew it couldn't be him. McCabe, yeah. That's, uh, oh, that was good. I never watched him really on Vancouver, so. Yeah, no, no, he he that was early, early, like like yeah, like part of that. It, it was actually funny because I was having the, there's a random customer t- today that I was talking to, and and he was talking about like Messier and Keenan coming into Vancouver and like like a good chunk of the fan base just falling out of love with the team and like them trading away Trevor. Trevor Linden yeah. and I had prepared this hint last night so it was like oh like mm-hmm. like I was like associating like Trevor Linden getting trade with McCabe coming in and then it's kind of interesting that like the day after I make this hint there's like a random conversation I have with somebody about it so <laughs> funny and it, it, it's quite the uh the trade tree with okay trading Linden kind of sucks but you bring in I think they got like Bertuzzi right and you're saying they got McCabe in that deal right yeah, yeah, yeah. Both Bertuzzi and McCabe, and then Bertuzzi was flipped later on for Luongo. Luongo, exactly. But uh, but also um, McCabe, and then you're saying McCabe was in the deal for the Sedins. Yeah, so so they shipped him off for a fourth round pick, and then I think they flipped the fourth round pick in order to get the Sedins picks. I I, yeah. I forget how that went down, but yeah. Jeez. That's crazy. But and Sedin's Sedin, <laughs> Linden and Bertuzzi all ended up playing together at one point. Yeah. Yeah. Which is funny. And then Luongo gets traded for Markstrom at some point. Yep. And then Markstrom oh. obviously walks in free agency, but if they could have moved him, that trade tree would have just kept on going. That'd be yeah. that'd have been like twenty years <laughs> long kind of thing. Or thirty <laughs> years. Thirty years long. Yeah. God damn it, Benning. huh that was good thank you appreciate it that's all i got um oh yeah i I wanted to mention that funny answer i kind of thought of was just purely off of 
you saying he played for the Leafs and then the Canucks, and immediately I thought of Matt Sundin. (laughs) 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 But I was like, it's not going to be him. (laughs) I thought of him too, because Kyle was like, he major- I think you said majority yeah. played for the Leafs or something. Yeah, like the, like, oh, yeah, the majority of his prime. Which yeah. <laughs> I just started laughing. Like, oh no, this well, is the answer. Because the first one was Vanek, and he played what, like fifty games for the Canucks in his career. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it, it was. I think it was sixty-one games, and but he had a yeah. sick season. Like he's at like forty-something points in sixty games. So. Yeah, Vanek. That was a good... I mean, sign him for a year and then trade him. Vanek was signing one-years for, like, every year. He would sign a one-year. Was that when the Canucks were kind of mid and they knew they were mid? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Or were they good back then? I I forget the time frame. No, that was the mid. (laughs) That was the mid-mid. Yeah. 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 Good one. Thank you. All right. Well, that's about everything for, that we have uh, for topics today. Next week, we'll be doing some uh, award predictions for what we think the player awards will go to at the end of the season. Um, I, we think the most debatable one, it might change, um, but the most debatable one is the Norris Trophy. So before we talk about and give our answers, we want to hear from you guys. So our fan question is, who do you think will win the Norris at the end of the year? So we'll have that up on the Insta very soon. So make sure to give your opinions. All right, Aaron, fire away for the outro. Cool. Thank you, Max. Uh, yeah. So as always, please be sure to check out our Instagram and our Facebook at Chelstars on both of those. And we will be back next week with a brand new episode. Thank you for listening and we'll see you next time. 